0: Hello, my name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayo We are currently worshiping on Sundays at 10am, both on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We hope that this message provides you with a source of encouragement and allows you to grow more deeply in your faith as we all continue to seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. So, our reading this morning, if you would like to follow along with us at home in your Bible or on the screen, comes to us from Mark chapter 1, verse 21 to 28. So, please join me in this reading of Holy Scripture. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching for he taught them as one possessing authority, and not as the scribes. Just then, there was, in their synagogue, a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What, ha- what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, The Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed. And they kept asking one another, What is this? A new teaching? With what authority? He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's a few interesting things about our reading this morning from Mark's Gospel. One is that it talks about demons. We don't talk a lot about demons or unclean spirits. It doesn't seem to be a big focus for us, but it's here right in our reading this morning. Jesus Who is beginning to embark on his earthly ministry finds that one of the first things he encounters is a man possessed by an unclean spirit, a demon, you might say. I think one of the reasons we don't talk much about demons or unclean spirits, is that I think we often find ourselves going directly to Hollywood depictions of such supernatural phenomena, such as uh, The Ring or, or The Exorcist. Or I'm sure that you have a few other scary movies that top that list with demons in them, unclean spirits. We don't really know all of what is happening in this reading from Mark's gospel, besides the fact that we know that there is a man with an unclean spirit who comes to Jesus asking for help. And there's a lot in there that's important for us today, that's important for us as we try to navigate this world. Navigate what it means to be people who are human, people who are disciples of Christ, people who are trying to find balance. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that about what it means to talk about demons or unclean spirits. But we should go over a little background information first. As I said earlier, this is really the start of Jesus's ministry in Capernaum, according to Mark's gospel. And he starts it off with a quite a bang. He goes in, goes to the synagogue, teaches, and then is encountered by this strange happening. If you're an astute listener, if you're keen, You might have picked up on something that was happening in this passage. In seminary we used to joke about this as being a a Marken sandwich. The more technical term is an interpolation. Not as fun of a name if you ask me. But we see this happening as a literary device that helps focus our attention, right? The passage starts out with Jesus coming to the synagogue. Then Jesus teaches. He teaches with authority. The third thing that happens is that a man with an unspirit then comes and cries out, which then leads to Jesus healing the demonic man as the pinnacle And then things are reflected. The unclean spirit leaves the man. The people acknowledge Jesus' authority. And then Jesus leaves the synagogue. That's a mark in sandwich or an interpolation. So there you go. A little bit of New Testament scholarship for you. The point of all this is, is that it draws our attention the author of this gospel text points us to focus on what happens in verse 25, which is where Jesus heals the man possessed by an unclean spirit. That's the focus that the author is trying to get us to focus on. And there's a lot of other interesting things going on in this passage as well one of which Jesus is having his encounter with the scholars, the religious leaders in the synagogue. And that unclean spirit comes in and speaks what was on their mind. Jesus, have you come to destroy us? It's spoken by the demon, but in many ways it is what the scribes were thinking So why should we care about this focus on supernatural happenings? Why should we care what happens in this text? Of course, as a pastor, you don't see me running around Putnam County with a vial of holy water and a crucifix. That would be amusing, I'm sure, for some to watch. But in many ways, Jesus is calling us to participate in two key aspects of the very start of his earthly ministry. The first part Jesus is calling us to participate in is naming those things that are demonic. Those things that possess us possess us as a community as a nation as members of humanity jesus calls us to name the things that destroy right jesus calls us to name those things that destroy the demons that destroy because I think Jesus would want us to know that the demons of this world of this time take on much more nefarious forms than the Hollywood version of demons. It comes in the forms of how we treat those who are poor, right? It comes in the form of how we treat those who are strangers, who are newcomers. It takes form in the way that we engage in civic discourse. It takes form in the ways even that we don't think are sinister. It takes form in the way that we interact with one another. The ways that we love or don't love each other. Jesus calls us first in this passage this morning to name those demons that destroy. To name them. It's not enough to acknowledge them, to know in your heart that they're there. Jesus says you have to name them in order to move on to the next step of purging them we have to name them for as much as it might make us uncomfortable the second part of the invitation Jesus gives us this morning is engaging in prayer prayer Prayer, one of those things that we do here at church on Sunday mornings and at meetings. One of those things, though, that we find that if you ask someone to do, uh, they all look to someone else. And if you're the pastor, you are often the person who is looked at. (laughs) But Jesus calls us to engage in prayer. Prayer, though, in a way that's not resigning. It's not, it's not a prayer where we say, oh God, we look around and we see all these horrible things happening and we wish we could do something, but we can't, so hear our prayer. No, we're not talking about some pious resignation to God's will, but we're talking about what an author, Ched Myers, uses to describe what kind of prayer we're talking about. A prayer that's an intensely personal struggle within each disciple and among us collectively to resist the despair and distractions that cause us to practice unbelief, to abandon or avoid the way of Jesus. Friends, we're talking about prayer that calls us Into something deeper. We're not just talking about prayer as words we say, but ways in which they call us to action. We are called to pray. We are called to pray and we are called to name the demons in our world, in our community. So how can you and I be a part of that? How can you and I create space for us to have these conversations? How can we create a way for us to name the demons that destroy, that divide, that oppress? Demons that do not let us tap into our better angels, but instead move us to buy into our fears. We have to be able to name these things without feeling like they are personal attacks on our own selves. And we have to be able to pray in a way that pushes us deeper in a way that captivates the struggles that we wrestle with, in a way that helps push us to resist despair and hopelessness that causes us to avoid the way of Jesus. That is what we hear this morning in our reading from Mark's gospel. It's much more than Jesus casting out an unclean spirit but it is an invitation for you and I to do the same. It is an invitation for us to name the things that do more harm than good. It's an invitation for us to name the ways in which we have placed hope in other things, other people than God. It's a way for us to name the things that tried to control us and destroy us. Friends, that conversation that conversation takes a lot of courage. It takes courage, it takes a certain level of vulnerability to engage in that conversation. But it's one that's worth having if it means that we are led in the liberating work of God. God who has liberated us as well. May we be a part of this work, knowing that this is all possible due to the gift of Christ's life,